Welcome to the Catfish and Crappie podcast. I want to thank everybody who gave the super chats at the beginning. You guys are all awesome. There's quite a bit to keep up with. Um, and, and, and you guys mean the world to me. I appreciate you 100%. I want to introduce Tracy, also known as Trey Bolton of Fish Smack here on YouTube. Um, one, one, one of the channels I make sure to watch every time I get a notification from his links, and I think you would too. So before we even get started, I want to remind you guys that links to his channel will be in the description. Whether you're watching on YouTube or in the podcast, it's very entertaining. It's shot very well. The man has a sense of humor, and it's just good stuff. I appreciate it. So we had you on Panfish Weekly. Yes, sir. Uh, that was a that was a good time talking to you on there. Uh, welcome, Art, One Ton Fishing Club. What's going on? Uh, he says, uh, Bugman in Virginia and North Carolina. I think they're talking about that big blue. That's a big blue. I wouldn't know what to do with a fish that big. Uh, for those of you listening to the podcast, there was one caught it right at around 120 pounds, if I'm not mistaken. Um uh, by uh, uh, Tim King. He's a guide, I believe, on Kerr Lake. That's a monster fish. I'd been getting pictures of that sent to me all day. Uh, if you have a, if you if you get a chance, check him out on TikTok. I believe. Put in Tim Kerr, I believe, or King's Catfishing. Uh, I was watching him live today, as a matter of fact. I don't know when he caught that fish. It sounds like this weekend. But he is on there, and I know he's got a big following there. And I'm sure he has links to his YouTube stuff and such. So make sure you check that out. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to take that time away from you, Trey. It's all right. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. I, it's my pleasure. Thank you for accepting and being here. Um, so hopefully this isn't too repetitive for you, but I know we got a lot of different people in this audience and a, a, a little different crowd. So uh, let's start from the very beginning. Can you let, let, let's get started? What what part of the country are you in, Bud? I'm in Tennessee. Uh, Nat, I'm just a little bit outside, about thirty minutes outside of Nashville, in a town called Lebanon on Old Hickory Lake. Lebanon, Tennessee. That's awesome. You that's a brave thing to give away your home waters like that. I do it, but not too many people are. So, but I don't like I said, March to October, I'm in the creeks. So uh, I stay off the lakes. I, I'm I'm only on the lakes pretty much from late October till about February. So. So the, boat's too small. <laughs> plus, all the Googans put their boats up for the winter, right? I'm not sure how that works in Tennessee, but I, I know I've got here. one guy. I've got one guy. He is out there in a wetsuit almost every weekend. I'm just like this guy. He's just diehard. So, look at this. We got people in chat saying that they've been to Lebanon a bunch of times. Lyle even has a nephew who lives in Lebanon. Uh, well, I have to have to uh, meet up with him. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe he moved to Lebanon to get away from you, Lyle. Uh oh. <laughs> I can't see that to be true. Who would do that? <laughs> I've actually been through Lebanon a couple of times, and that 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 whole state of Tennessee's really got near and dear to my heart. Yeah. I haven't spent any extended time in there, but it's a beautiful country, and and I can only imagine what the fishing's like. I do have plans to go to Watts Bar. Have you been fortunate enough to fish that body of water? Yeah, it's on my list. It's on my list to definitely go. So uh, I, where I'm at, I'm right in between center hill uh percy priest and old hickory so i've got three lakes that are close to me uh but honestly um i've i've, I've got to get out to watts bar i've definitely want to go out there and try to do some catfishing so it, it's a little ways away so i have uh, um i have a list of people that i'll let know once i'm out there and uh maybe we can all hook up and maybe we can fish together or at least get together and have whether it's in a 
adult beverage or a non-adult beverage, whatever yes. your drink of choice is. Or maybe we can just go get a couple of burgers. It don't matter to me, but I love meeting everybody who's out there. That, you definitely that make it down with. to Watts Bar. Definitely let me know. So that's. So how far are you away? How far are you away from Watts Bar? Watts Bar. It's outside of Chattanooga, correct? I believe so. It's just. I'm probably about two hours from Chattanooga, so not that any, far. Anybody, anybody who watches or listens to the podcast knows that my geography is terrible. It's not a subject that I did very well in in school. <laughs> I, I know where Tennessee is, but inside of Tennessee is where I kind of loose. And that, I guess that's what happens when you live a sh- sheltered life in the, the state called Illinois. Yeah. So it's on the lower, it's on the lower section of Tennessee. No, on the eastern. Ka, Ka says it's the other direction. Lower. I know her, her or Jody would know catfishing with Ka says it's in the other direction. So we'll take her word okay. for it. Okay. We'll get there. That's what GPS, you know, that's what GPS is for. And ever since I started using GPS, I think I've lost all sense of direction. <laughs> I can find it. I can find my way to, uh, um, I can find my way to the boat ramp and that's all that counts. I, yeah. I'm, I'm still the person that uses an almanac. So I, I don't, I don't, it, people tell me like tap it on your phone. I'm like, my phone will probably die on me. So it's like, I'll just keep doing it the old way. So look at this cause says she'll get us there. Sounds good. Cause, <laughs> um, so how did you get started in fishing? That's one of my standard questions. I like to hear where, where beginnings come from when, and, in general, and where and how. Mm-hmm. um, gr- I will. I mean, I growing up, I grew up on a farm. We had a old catfish pond behind us. Uh, I used to fish that, you know, uh, my dad never fished a whole lot with me because he was always working a lot, but, uh, I, I stayed in the creeks growing up. I just loved to try. I was the only kid up till 12. So, uh, I always had to entertain myself. Uh, but then as I got up older, I mean, I've only really been really trying to get good at this craft, I guess for about seven, seven and a half years now. Uh, so when I moved to Lebanon, uh, my wife as a twin and, her boyfriend uh, fishes a lot, and he took me under his wing and started taking me out, uh, teaching me a lot of stuff. And that's where I really got interested into it. Up at that point, I just you know done it a little bit, and now it's it's turned into just an absolute passion, you know, to try to learn this craft. Passion but, slash obsession. Trust obsession, me, I'm right yeah, down obsession. With you. That's the word I was looking for. So <laughs> there's that meme out there. If I'm not fishing, I'm thinking about fishing, reading about yeah. fishing, watching fishing, arguing with the wife about what fishing <laughs> stuff to buy, stuff like that. That's it. Mine, mine goes pretty easy on me on that stuff, but yeah, I'm mine is too. Good. I just I just like to say that because it makes for good YouTube and, and yeah. podcasts. So <laughs> She really doesn't care if I'm going fishing. She's like, "Go, please yeah. leave, get out." Yeah. I I definitely... If I get skunked, she's she calls me on my way home. It says, "Did you catch any fish?" Which kind of is, which means, are you crabby or are you in a good mood on my way home? She needs to know. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely I'm tough on myself if I go out and get skunked. So, but. It, it is what it is. There's Becca in the house. I saw Sandy pop in here. What's going on, Sandy? Van's wife, how you doing? Uh, I want to see. There's Creole catfish in the, the raging. Okay, I don't. I gotta quit calling him the raging Cajun because I don't. He, I don't know if he likes that Cajun stuff. But he is my good friend. Um, all right. So, uh, uh where to go from that? How did that develop into uh, wanting to put your stuff on YouTube? Um. It started, I guess, one of my kind of favorite channels. I like John with Creek Fishing Adventures, and I was, 
you know, watching him and uh, enjoyed what he was doing. And uh, Chris, a buddy that was that had taken me under his wing, he had kind of started filming some stuff when we, we went out. And uh, so just going out with him, I thought, well, I'll try it. And kind of something new. I always like to kind of challenge myself with certain things and I didn't have anything to really challenge myself with. So I'd never edited or done any type of uh, that aspect of it. So the whole filming and all was kind of a fun challenge to kind of learn it. So uh, like I said, and then I thought, well, let's, let's see if we can build a channel. So that's kind of where it started. And how long ago have you started? Uh, August of last year uh, is when I started. So I'm what at a year and August, what, September, October, November, December, a uh, year and four months now. Year and four months. So it's mm-hmm. been a little while. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And how do you enjoy the whole creative process of it? Uh, I enjoy it. Well, and I, I'm my own worst enemy on certain things as far as pressuring myself, you know, I mean, that's yeah. So it, it can, it can be, it can become, you know, I'm, during the week, I'm constantly going through my head, like, what can I do? What can I do? Trying to, you know, trying to come up with that creative aspect, you know, something that's entertaining to watch. So it can, you, you definitely can turn it into a job for sure. Uh, like I said, and I feel like I owe it to the, you know, the people that share their time with me. Or, so, I, you know, I try to give them all as much as I can. So we got people sharing out your links in chat. So I do want to, and, in- implore you guys to uh go out there and, and check it out and give them a sub make sure you watch a couple of like. videos me, me you know me 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 and trey were talking backstage and uh he's coming across something that that i'm definitely going to look into on my end but a lot of times he says somebody will watch one of his videos and even comment on one of his videos and uh they'll still disappear off his radar so maybe you need to watch one or, or multiple videos but i can guarantee you that if you start watching some uh, trey's content that you will be entertained I mean, everything from uh, uh, his sense, like I said earlier, from his sense of humor to to his relationship with his dogs going through the woods. That's something that's near and dear to my heart. Yep. It, it It's 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 a very good channel. I, I, I really enjoy it. I, I can't speak that. highly enough of it. And I know there's a couple of other people here in chat that really enjoy your stuff, too. I know uh, Rob over at Mo Creek Fishing. He really enjoys his channel. Rob uh, enjoys your channel. Yeah, hooks and hammocks. My links. Thank you, Rob. Man, I, it's and and there TJ three fifty one Cleveland. There's so many people that just really do. I I do appreciate their support, sharing out my links and stuff. It's it's more than I can ask for. So and TJ, thank you for the five dollars super chat. You're awesome. I really appreciate the support, my friend. So he's been he's been around for a while. He seems like a really good dude. So he is. Um, a lot a lot of good people out there that that support our efforts. And without you guys, we wouldn't be anything. And um, I'm I'm definitely here because I'm I'm a big supporter of uh, of of Trey's and and his efforts. So I can't speak highly enough. Um, Ronnie Moore in the house. He says Missouri in the house. What's going on? We got a lot of good Missouri people out there. Here we go. Look at this. We got Catfish Heroes. Just an awesome channel. Fish Mac. There you go. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that. Highly, highly regarded there. All right. So, uh, um, tell me a little bit about some of your content. Uh, well, like I said, uh, most of the time during summer, pretty much uh, March to October, I'm going to stay in the creeks. Uh, for me, it's just trying to get away from the crowds. Uh, I like really getting out, kind of exploring, uh, getting back places where there's not a lot of foot traffic. That's one thing I noticed this summer. Uh, kind of one thing I started doing was 
uh, I do a lot of Google search and, and I'll find certain creeks that I want to try to target. And then I'll try to locate somebody in that area and then talk to them privately and see if I can access some sections of that creek that most people aren't going to get to. And uh, that really paid dividends this summer. It's, it's a lot of extra work, but I think my best day I had this summer was uh, 40 smallies in one day in one section of a creek. I had one day of 30. I've had several 20s and easily 15s, but it's when I'm getting away from those areas where the foot traffic's at and getting out into those kind of areas are kind of remote, the fishing seems to be so much better just because it's not getting Absolutely. fished. So, um, so that's kind of, and like I said, and it's, once again, it's that, that rub of you feel like you're trying to get that content out. So I'm trying to put myself into a position where I'm going to catch more fish. Uh, that's where, like I said, right now, I'm kind of transitioning back to the lake. I'm kind of struggling right now, you know, kind of getting my footing to get content out that I feel worthy of posting. So, uh, we have a question from Mo Creek. He says, oh, I missed it. It's scrolling so fast in chat. Did you ever find out anything about the bag, Trey? Can you tell us what he's talking about? I did Actually, not. Too, let, uh, let, me th- let me thank Tim Molina, awesome supporter. He's been a channel member for nine months. Tim, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and he has something not very nice to say about Lyle. He says, <laughs> because Lyle put me to sleep. So That's the- just this soothing voice, I imagine, right? <laughs> So to answer Rob's question, so um, I'm trying to think what month it was. It was towards the latter part of summer. I was in a, uh, a section here in Tennessee and was checking out a new creek. Oh, excuse me, a new section of a creek that I had have been fishing, and uh, I found a fishing bag completely filled with fishing gear, several hundred dollars, and so I was really torn because where I was at was really remote. And I was like, well, is someone possibly camping out here? The way I found the bag was, I didn't want to, I, I posted a video on it and I didn't want to get too descriptive in the video because I really wanted to, I, I want to find the owner and I'm still trying to find the owner of that bag. But so I sat around for a while. Nobody ever showed up. I looked and where the section I was in was about a 1500 uh foot stretch so I could see a long mm-hmm. distance. And there were some of the things that were left out by the bag that if someone was fishing, I don't think that they would have left those out the way they were. And to the bag, it has a, a bottom that it would sit on. It was not on that. It was later on its side and some of the content was kind of spilled out. So I was kind of a little torn. I was like, well, I don't, I don't understand. And so I was like, well, do I leave it? And then the creek gets up and it's washed into it, you know, then it's gone. Or do I, or do I not take it? And someone else does come behind me and finds it. And then they don't try to find the owner, just keep it. So I was really kind of torn. But after I sat there for a while, I was like, I guess I'm just going to take it home. And really, I'm going to put a video out. I called the police department in the area, uh, notified them. I called the local schools, uh, told them about it. I give them all my contact information. I've checked uh, Facebook, uh, Craigslist. I've I've gone, I've done a lot trying to find the owners of this. I still haven't found them, but uh, I'm going to continue to try to find this person. I've even reached out to some of the uh, bigger channels, John with Creek Fishing Adventures and Alex with the Realistic Fishing and asked them if they could post it on some of their social media since they've got a footprint in Tennessee, whereas I do not. 
but I still haven't found the person. And I definitely want to find it because I know someone would have to be sick losing this, you know, like I said, and I, I know a couple of people said, well, they were probably, you know, might've been using the bathroom in the bushes and I took their mm-hmm. bag. I waited for a while. There was nobody. I just, I mean, I just, I didn't see any activity whatsoever. So, and it was getting pretty late in the day and where I was at, uh, I was about a mile and three quarters away from any access point of just walking through the Creek um, to get back. So, and it was late, late in the afternoon. So I, I decided to, go ahead and try to take it and try to find the owner of it. But I'm, I'm still looking for that person. So, well, you definitely are, have gone above and beyond uh, what most people would have done, which, which kind of, you know, brought back, uh, which reminded me of the very first video I saw yours. Rob had posted a link over at Missouri Creek fishing mm-hmm. uh, to your, um, your, the, the one about your Garmin fish. Oh, the Garmin. Yeah. That. The Garmin graph where Bass Pro. Yeah. Why don't you tell, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about that? I don't mean to spoil it, but it is an older video. You'll have to go yes. back and, and look for it and find it. And I highly recommend you watch it, but yeah. tell us a little bit about what happened with that situation. I was going so it was just a weird situation. So uh, this was last, Thanksgiving. Last Thanksgiving, uh, I've been I've been wanting to get live scope put on my boat. Uh, so I've been about three years working slowly, just bits and pieces. Just it's expensive. So uh, last the it was Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, I guess Black Friday. I saw where Bass Pro was running a special on the one of the it was a ninety three SV Garmin Graph, and it was uh, regularly a thousand forty nine and it was on sale that week for five ninety nine. So I thought, well, I'm going to go ahead and bite the bullet and I'm going to get it. So I went ahead and ordered it and like clockwork two weeks, uh, two days later, uh, I get notification that it's, you got to sign for it and it showed up. Well, I get it. And then two more days pass and I get another text. I'm sitting here working and it says, you've got a package being delivered. You got to sign for it. And I'm like, what in the world? I don't, I don't think I ordered anything else. And so, uh, when they showed up, I got the box and brought it in. I didn't think nothing of it. And I opened it up and I Bass Pro had sent me a second Garmin graph, just like one I had ordered. So I was like befuddled at this point. So I thought, did I somehow put two in my shopping cart and not realize it? So I logged on to Bank of America and checked real quick and, and I didn't get a second charge. And I'm like, they've, they somehow they've sent it. Well, so, um, I called Bass Pro and I was, you know, to get them to send me a shipping label to send it back. And they're like, we didn't send two. And I'm like, you sent me two. I'm, I'm looking at the second graph right now. So, um, but that, so that was what that video was about. Basically, you know, I didn't, uh, you know. Now, if I remember correctly, you did the whole explanation on the back of your kayak, on your kayak, right? Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. that I remember. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a very cool and creative way of doing it, and very yeah. good way to. I that I had about a fifteen minute paddle that day to where I was going to fish. I thought it'd be a good use of my time as I was paddling over there. So, but so yeah, and it was. You definitely earned my subscription there, and I'm I, I haven't turned back since. And and while you were telling those two stories, we got a lot of people that that have really been praising your channel and stuff. So if you guys haven't checked it out in chat or 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 on the the podcast check them out i mean you'll really enjoy him um i know that he's been working his butt off putting a lot of content uh together a lot of high quality content like i was saying storyline you know there's a lot of humor um 
it's just all around good stuff. And for some reason, uh, YouTube is definitely, definitely had not noticed that. And if anybody's listening out in YouTube land, if you have any pull or whatever, give this man a little bit of attention. So uh, I appreciate he, it. He definitely. <laughs> it might not speak. Maybe it's just I'm not doing something right. I got to figure it out. So that's the whole thing. Trying to figure it out. It's an uphill battle, isn't it? Yeah, but you know, once again, I mean, that's that's what that, I like a challenge, you know. So I guess that's the one thing that keeps me digging now. So either I got to figure out how to continually make it, too. Like I said, if nothing else, if I if I never got monetized, the people that I've met through doing this for the year and four months, I mean, I've got lifetime friends. Uh, I, I Rob TJ, I mean, just uh, Dan Thompson. Dan Thompson here recently sent me a package, a care package, and I was absolutely blown away. Uh, it, j- just someone to take the time to take their money to go buy something, to have to box the stuff up and go ship it. Uh, I mean, it just, I was blown away. John, all these guys, I mean, it's just, like I said, if, if I made nothing from YouTube, they're not hurting me because the friendships I make through here is, is worth gold to me, so... Definitely, the, the, not just the friends, the, the opportunity to fish with said friends and stuff, they're, they're, it's priceless. So yeah. it, 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 it's definitely one of the upsides to, to being part of the community and, and, and offering a piece of yourself for the content. And, and that's what I like to think that everybody should be trying to do if you're not. Yeah. Um, when, when you're doing that, when you're being, you know, yourself on the camera and such, I, th- I think it reflects and it, it creates for um, a a, a better experience also it helps you to find your audience if you're a creator out there and i've told this to numerous creators that have messaged me for for advice and stuff is is find your own audience and that's the best way to do it so yeah and i definitely think that's what you're doing uh it is an uphill battle but but it's definitely worth it in the long run i believe uh, i'll show from- people that i do find though like i said the, every subscriber i've got right now i that that's my goal i want to know everybody by name, there's a lot of people that I talk through. Now they've got my number. I text. Uh, it just, like I said, it's it means a lot to me, and I want to connect with those people and know what's going on in their lives, and you know, and it's not just someone, you know. Uh, I feel like I owe it to them. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, Sean over at Catfish Heroes has a question. He says, "Does Trey have a background in media or production?" No, sir. Just learning. I, I couldn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna push myself. I, I do like if I'll try every week to try to, or each, I'll say this: each video, when a video comes out, I'll try to either learn something else about editing, or you know, uh, just to try to keep you know honing that craft. And like I said, because a lot of times if the content's kind of bad, it's I'm needing some good editing to make it watchable. So. <laughs> Chad over at Fields of Water, he says, I don't know, with with friends like I've made, I need to get paid so I can still afford drink or start affording a drink. <laughs> Chad, you bring that on yourself, my friend, but they wouldn't do that if they didn't love you, bud. That's right. Um, we, we had talked about another story um, offline on one of our phone calls um, about a lady that got lost. Yes. Why don't you share that with them? Because I thought that was kind of, that, that just goes to show people in chat how how off the beaten path you get in order to get, you know, your fishing done in your yeah, videos. Yeah, so, yeah, it was a weird day. So we were, um, I was out fishing uh, Cumberland Plateau area, uh, area I really like to go to. And uh, the section I was going to walk in that day, I'm sometimes just 
probably the longest I'll walk in some spots. Maybe if I'm not really familiar, might be about, I think the most I did this summer is four in and four out. So eight mile trek in. And that day was a day I was going in pretty far. Um, but I was on the front end leg of it and I was probably only about a mile and a half, two miles in. And the area I was going into was a gorge. So it was, you, you can't get out once you get back in there. It's, it's a 150 foot bluff on one side and, uh, pretty severe on the other side. And, uh, I had Nash and red with me and they're my guardians. They're always watching out for me. So Nash I, and red I, are your dogs, right? Yes. Yeah. And they're oh. sitting right here behind me on the floor, but they, um, so I, I noticed Nash and red were there. Something got their attention across the Creek from me. And this was a bluff side. And I was like, what are they looking at? And I know if, if Nash is onto something, there's something there. I, you know, I just didn't know if it was a, bobcat or something kind of who knows but so i just kind of went back to fishing and about a couple minutes later i heard some limbs break and i was like what in the world is going on so i looked across the creek and here comes a lady down the hillside sliding down through all this brush and i'm like what is this lady doing so she keeps walking down towards me and she gets over to me and she's like asking she goes is 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 the, can you get out by going this way she and i said no ma'am you can't she's like you sure i'm like ma'am I, i'm 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 at here all the time i know exactly where i'm at i was like you go this way you're six miles into nothing i was like you're not getting out of here before dark so she uh she's sitting there kind of confused and i was like so i told her i said well look, let me put my stuff down and i'll i'll walk you i'm gonna walk you back she didn't want to come across the creek because she was trying to stay dry but i told her i was like you're going to have to come across the creek because the area I'm going to take you to, uh, I'm going to get her to a trailhead to get out to, to where I think she was parked. And so, uh, so I walked her back uh, a good section of the creek and got her to two more straights to get out. And I pointed her, I said, just keep going this direction. And I told her exactly where to cross. But thank goodness, you know, thank God I was, it was in the right place, right time. Because honestly, had she not crossed paths with me, she was, she was, she thought for sure the direction she was going that she was going to be able to get out. And it was later in the day. She would not have gotten out of there before dark. So uh, it's, it's, she's lucky she didn't, she ended up at home, not on the news basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 R Rob says, interesting fish smart fact. Trey is ambidextrous. Not really. His edits are. <laughs> no, I am ambidextrous. So that, there's a funny story behind that. So there was a, I, I was doing some edits. I am ambidextrous, so I can I can you know cast both ways and, and reel both. Uh, I prefer uh, reeling more on my right, but uh, my bait casters and stuff are set up on my left. But I, Rob had one day messaged me and he goes, and he says you're ambidextrous. He goes or or he asked me if I was ambidextrous, and I was like, I am. And I was kind of like, how in the world are you? How did you know that? And, and he, we got to talking through text, and he was like, well, I noticed in one section, and two minutes later, it's like you you switched your reel out. And I was like, no. I was like, I started thinking about it. I'm like, I didn't switch my reel that day. And, and I went back and looked at the footage, and what it was is a lot of times I will take and invert my my uh, the view to change my angles up to make it a, to break it up. So one second you'll see me look at this direction fishing, and then you may see like a chest view, and then the next time it, it's where I've inverted my screen. So that's what Rob was seeing. But it, at first I was like, "How in the world did he spot this?" To know it's like he's really watching my videos close to know 
that I he's got a sharp eye. I noticed silly, not silly, but I noticed anomalies like that to myself, which is probably why me and Rob get along so well. Yep, yep. Uh, but that that's a good tip right there. It's like getting that extra camera without having to buy it, right? It is. Oh, yeah. It, it, so it really will make it look like it's two different views. You know, like I said, a lot of times I'll break it up from left to chest view and then to right. So it's it's a little more subtle. And like I said, a lot of people aren't watching it that close. It's just, you know, someone will see it and just think it's just a different angle. When actually it's just an inverted screen. So I'm going to take a little break here to uh, um, answer something. Rustic Outdoors says, Mark, I want that hat. They are going up for sale. I'm waiting on the waiting list to contact me back. I reached out to a bunch of them. I got a couple of more to do that. And as soon as they are, whatever's left is going to be up for grab. Please keep an eye on the community tab. We'll let you know. Just so you guys know, I'm only doing it through PayPal. I don't have a a merchant account set up on my site yet or not, but I will definitely let you guys know how to get a hold of them. So uh, sorry for interrupting, but it's a, it's a question that I get a lot in everybody else's chat that I don't like to answer because it's about that show, not mine. And this is my show. So it might as well be about my merch once in a while. Right. So. <laughs> it's housekeeping. Uh, cool. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, what are the what are your future plans for for Fish Smack? Uh, like I said, I, I definitely would I would be lying to say that I you know didn't want to build the channel. I definitely will continue to try to hone the craft and and figure out where my niche is in this market. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of great uh, fishing channels out there. Uh, I'm not just um, creek fishing. I I get bored with you know just one type of fishing. I like to fish for multiple species. So, um, but, uh, just keep building it. You know, this next year, really, uh, right now I'm kind of in the point where, uh, I've got to get a vehicle. I, I, I can afford to get the vehicle. I've just really been putting it off because, uh, I love to take Nash and red with me everywhere. And my old truck is just dirty and hairy and stinky and, I go, I'm wet half the time when I'm getting out of the creeks because I don't wear waders during the summer. And uh, it's just nice getting in a vehicle and not having to worry about it. And uh, as soon as I bite the bullet and get a new vehicle, that's all going to change. I'm going to have to have, you know, totes for clean clothes. And I, I really, I don't really know what to do with Nash and them. I'm kind of torn between a Pathfinder or a, a Tacoma truck, but the only thing that's kind of, if I did get the Pathfinder, I would have to maybe put like a canine unit or have a canine unit maybe built out in the back or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, but I really got to get that because really that's really hampering me. There's a lot of people that I'm wanting to do some collaborations with on videos. Uh, I know Kelly, I've got to fish with him one time this summer, uh, but I'm Rob, I'm, there's so many people on my list I'm wanting to fish, but I really need to get a vehicle. My truck's got 350,000 miles on it. So you're just breaking her in the old red Falcon stays pretty close (laughs) to the bird's nest. So I don't, I don't, I don't get too far away from home. So, (laughs) you know, we've always had multiple dogs and my wife who's sitting here off screen, she came in here to uh, inspect my show, but she'll never come on camera. Uh So if I'm a little off my game, it's because I'm being watched from behind me. So forgive me, forgive me, people. The bosses in here, the the the, <laughs> the chief financial officer who funds all of this stuff is here. Um, 
But what she does in her car, um, she's got a nicer car than mine. Uh, we're not going to get into details. But she'd rather have them dogs in the back of that car, and she just lines it with blankets and a dog yeah. bed and a whole thing and, and has me pull it out. And so we definitely yeah. do it. But if, where there's a will, there's a way. And the, 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 the hair keeps down pretty good and especially with coco she's got really coarse hair and, uh, and when it gets into that rug or that carpet it's almost impossible oh, to get out. You, I, you'd have to you'd have to burn every piece of fabric in my truck to get the hair out of it I think. yep definitely yeah i'd rather have a good time than a clean truck though that's, well like you said that's 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 the only thing i'm so frugal on certain things if i that's the reason i've always driven an old vehicle I don't care about it. I, I've had one new vehicle in my entire life, and that was when I first got out of high school. Uh, and I was, it drove me nuts. I mean, it would be 25 degrees out, and I'm out there polishing the wheels and worried about spots and mess and door dings. I, I mean, so just it just works for me to have an old vehicle because then I don't care if you hit it, whatever. It's just uh, this weekend I was at a boat ramp and I, that they messed the boat ramp up and I was having a Duke hazard style. I was having to climb out over the hood and everything else to get, keep from stepping in the water. So, but that's why the old, I would get, you know, too, I was just looking at getting a, a used truck, but the used truck prices have gone up. So yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy. It's insane. What it's, I could have got a, a brand new TRD loaded Tacoma for last year, I would be paying the same price for a two-year-old lower model with 40,000 miles now. Almost the same price. I, I believe it. And, and you know, I've heard rumors that Ford, not that I'm a Ford fan or, or you are or anything, but yeah. I heard rumors that Ford's was going to uh, start selling the trucks that they've had sitting in that parking lot without the mic, without the chips they need, yeah. and then enabling those options. So, like, you wouldn't have uh, power defrost or, or power or... seats or something like that, yeah. and then having you come back for do it because there's such a shortage on vehicles. So. Yeah. I do a lot of loans for uh, the uh, Ford workers. I, 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 I'm a, I do mortgages, uh, and uh, I'm Kentucky licensed. Even though I'm in Tennessee, I work remotely. So I do a lot of loans in uh, Louisville, and we do a lot. I so when I'm, ready to, when I'm ready to make that move to God's country, maybe I'll give you a call, huh? I'm the back end. I've got away from – I used to do the origination on the front end, and I got to where my phone ringing seven days a week. I was like, I'm tired of this. I'm going – I'm gonna hide behind the scenes. So <laughs> Good stuff. I do all the investigative work on the back end now. It, so. It's all getting crazy now, but that's a different show. Maybe I should start yes. a different channel for Let's politics go. and, and finance <laughs> and, and the economy and all that stuff. I kind of got into that this morning on my members only chat. I'm thinking about deleting it. Cause I kind of went off on a little rant early. So um, <laughs> a rant for me, I'm usually a pretty nice guy, at least yeah. in, uh, in public. I got dog problems here behind me. Sorry about that. That's all right. so, Let's get back to fishing. What are some of the uh, what are some of your favorite species to chest to species to catch? Summertime, uh, man, it's of course summer. I love smallmouth. I mean the the creeks. Um, uh, like I said, ultralight. I uh, generally fish those all summer. That was my goal this summer was to see could I find a twenty inch smallmouth in the creeks. I watched that. Huh. I watched those. Yeah, yeah. So I, I found a 19 and a 20, uh, and uh, so they're out there, and it's it still amazes me that those are there. Uh, actually, was talking to one of our TWR agents this last week at one of the trout stockings we had here, and I was he was kind of 
I was asking him for questions because I didn't know. I was like, a lot of these times I'm fishing these creeks, I'm mapping out where I'm kind of finding them mm-hmm. and then how far they are away from larger bodies of water. And we kind of got in a discussion. I was like, are these, the, the last one, the 20 that I caught here at the last, was it first part of October? I mean, it was getting, cl- it was in well into fall, getting close to where the temperatures were going to drop. And I was like, this fish is easily 25 miles, 30 miles away from any deep body of water that it would have to travel to. And so we got in a discussion. I was asking him, will they stay in the creeks? And he said that some of them will. He said that they actually did some tests here recently in Tennessee with um, locators on some of these fish and that they were finding these fish were staying within a 25 mile. 25 was the farthest that they one would travel that they found this summer. Uh, and that, But then they're all congregating back in one spot. And he says it doesn't have to be necessarily deep water. He says, but if you do find them, they'll be there. So um, I thought that was interesting, but I love the smallmouth. Uh, if, if, if I could fish it all the time, I love flatheads, of course. I mean, there's, there's no better fight to me than flatheads. So, um, but that, that's, I guess. We got to get you up north here. And, you know, speaking of which, hey, fish on Luke. Luke's Henges is in here. What's going on? He says hello. Um, the only fish I think that probably fights as hard, if not a little bit harder, is probably a sturgeon. So if we can get you up here, at least oh. we'll get you on the Wisconsin River. Maybe we can uh, talk to my buddy Eric B., who is on uh, 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 the podcast that um, that that Luke is a part of, I think you'd be pretty happy to hook into oh, one. No, and that, if, no, that would be incredible. I, I'm talking what I've fished. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sheltered as far as my fishing has stayed within Tennessee. Uh, I, I got to fish one time uh, in Portland. I went out there and fished for Chinook mm-hmm. uh, salmon, uh, the spring Chinook, and uh, they were catching sturgeon that day. Uh, I would, it, it'd be nice to caught something like that, but, but definitely, um, I just love the fight. So any type of, we, we do have sturgeon here. Uh, uh, actually, um, we're I've talking got, big ones, 60 plus inches. And then, you know, there's some even bigger ones over on the East coast that Stan has hooked into. Oh, and yeah. then on the West coast, I know that Luke's been out there and I'm going to start an argument. If, if, if Lyle's still out uh, in here through, uh, uh, and he hears this or he's within earshot of this, he's going to come in here and definitely chime in. But that that's a topic between them. You know, my, too, so. my talking about start, sturgeon was it, I think it was year before last, my buddy Chris that had got me into fishing. Uh, he was out uh, one afternoon and he was, um, I think it was either. So I think he was sauger fishing, but uh, he had dropped the line out with a worm on a crappie pole, six pound test. And he hooked into a five pound sturgeon. It took him two hours, and he landed. He landed that sturgeon on that crappie pole with six pound test. He said it took him. He had to chase the thing. He he said it was at least two miles down river. He he followed him, and then he came back up, but he ended up landing him. So, well, that's cool. That's another adventure. And did you know that? Uh, I be, I believe that James Dockery. He's probably listening in the background. I think he holds the Missouri record for the shovel nose sturgeon. Really? To be honest with you, I think he owns, owns the state record, or he did at one time. So, wow. yeah, it's it's been a, a a topic of discussion in the in the catfish community for a while. So we're probably uh, um, starting something that some people might like and some people don't. But it's now, definitely that, it was now, on my it, it was on my bucket it, list. 
it was on my bucket list of fish this year. I got out there with Eric B. He's a guide over on the Wisconsin River, and and I think we boated like thirteen, and and the the biggest one of it was uh, um uh a uh, for like a forty two incher, I think forty some incher, and I had my uh, um I had my Abu Garcia Pro Rocket. It was uh, um the drag was cranked all the way down, and it was still drag it was still pulling drag i can only imagine what a 60 plus inch is like so now, are you I talking hope to, about a sturgeon or a shovel bill catfish no it's shovelhead sturgeon okay i'm not familiar with them yeah there's different types of sturgeon okay. i could be wrong and i'm sure he'll scold me i'm looking at my uh facebook messenger right now i don't have a message from him yet but if i'm wrong i'm sure i'd have okay. got one because tennessee now we've got a small window here where we we can fish for uh shovel bill catfish or paddlefish uh that's our uh season here is the tail end of april through march so i do i do target them uh tennessee it's uh there's no catch and release on them but you can do a limit of two a day and now they're they're a blast uh i caught i think i caught limit i think i went three times year before last i caught limit two days and caught one on another day but they're, I mean, I even have one 50 pound test. It snapped me off on 50 pound test. So. Uh, that, that's probably a decent sized one right there. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess one of my bucket list trips would definitely be head out to the West coast and, and chase those big eight footers and oh. get on one of them. That would be yeah. something I definitely want to or experience. Even Canada. Not in Canada. And in, 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 what is it? Oregon, I think, or Washington yes. state yes. snake yep. river. Or uh, uh, another one of mine, and I'm only bringing this up because I'm going to ask you this question, would be get on the, the giant Trevallis over in the South Pacific. Those those are probably my two dream trips, but that's, that takes a lot, lot of money to get around the world or a sponsorship. You hear that, right? Bacon, sponsor your boy, man. I'll make you proud. Or a big enough YouTube channel. So. Yeah, that could be too. I've heard some rumors and stuff. So yeah. what, what about you? You got any uh, bucket list fish or any dream trips you'd like to take? Like I said, that's why I really need to get the need to get a vehicle so I can really kind of start expanding out. Um, uh, want to really go down to Florida and, uh, of course, a Goliath grouper has always just looked like a, a blast. Uh, but definitely would love to go down there and do some tarpon fishing. Um, that's big. Uh, like the sturgeon, like I said, uh, definitely Vancouver. I've seen some monsters up there. Um I guess that would really, I mean, that's, if I could even get those couple trips in here, you know, just going down to Florida during the summer or during the winter months would be nice just for a week or so, just to I have just, fun doing that. I just like the sound of that drag peeling, man. There's something about watching these giant Trevally videos where they're emptying spools and breaking mm. people's hearts. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting to that age where we're, we're casting, you know, 10 to 12 inch plugs all day on, 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 on the ocean yeah. it is not something I'm looking forward to, but if I ever got hooked up to a decent sized one, it would definitely be a dream fulfilled. But then again, here we go making this show about me and it's not about no, me. No, it's, I, no, it definitely. I, I just, like, I've always, to me, the, the, the drag peeling, you know, a lot of people, that's one thing I don't like fishing with bait casters. Cause I want to hear that, that sound of that spinning reel. Just, I mean, it's, to me, it's almost like the old days in uh, Vegas where you actually had the coins would actually hit the pan. You know, it's like it's not the uh, cards anymore. And I just I don't it's that's the payoff is hearing that drag peeling like that. <laughs> Hold on. I got to do something right here. Go ahead. 
You guys are going to think I'm out of my mind, but I'm going to do this just to prove a point. Uh, hold on one second here, and the people in chat will definitely understand this. Hopefully I got it right. I got to remember what that is. But you'll see in chat here in a minute that even I'm adding to the sturgeon jar myself. So, all right. Look at this. I even gave myself a, a super chat because usually guys will throw in money into the sturgeon jar for mentioning sturgeon on my show. So I figured I'd punish myself. I gave my, my own self a, a darn $2 super <laughs> chat. How about that? That's a first on any live show, I'll bet. That'll make it happen. There we go. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed it because you know, the only reason why I did it is because the CFO went back into the other room. She didn't see that. Look at that. We got some people laughing about that. <laughs> that would be fun. I definitely, definitely got to get on some trips like that. So, and you got to, you know, you got to, got to get on it. I, I, I hadn't really mentioned it. My uh, grandfather passed away on uh, December the 8th and um i'm sorry to hear that it's all right he was a uh, 92 he had an awesome life he lived on the water he loved to fish and that was the last thing i i wanted so bad to uh i even talked to him about trying to plan a trip up and get him out and do like a day lunch where we could do like a shore lunch for him and stuff and uh that slipped through our hands and so it just it reminds me that you you've got to make it count. You got to get on stuff, and you can't wait. So don't. We're not, we're not promised any any more days. So yeah, you're you're not you're you're not promised any more days. All you can do is make those days left have quality to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and fishing definitely does. I mean, on, on my website that I put up just recently, uh, the line at the top of every page is make life good, go fishing. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm a firm believer in that. And, yeah. and fishing's my connection to my, to my past and my family and stuff. And, and, oh, and, yeah. and, and it, it, it's as a lot of people here, um, if, if you don't have roots in it, I know, uh, um, I was listening to that podcast that had Eric B on there. None of his family kind of fishes, but he's definitely starting it. So, yeah starting it so i've got some memories i know my uh it was my grandfather's cousin he's he's passed but he took me out uh one time probably the first time i'd ever fished in coastal waters for um uh, sea trout and the most fun day i've ever had my entire life it was just cast real cast real. i mean we we caught i bet we caught 200 sea trout that day it was well like i said sounds- now i've got that memory you know that, that's another one on, on my list. Um, Actually, here's a little backstory. When we had uh, Babe Winkleman on Panfish Nation with Lyle, mm-hmm. um, not Babe Winkleman, I think it was uh, um, O'Neill Williams when we had on there, he was talking about this big get-together that they have down in Louisiana to go after sea trout, and a bunch of people are going there. Wow. And I invited myself. I haven't gotten that call back from him. <laughs> All he sent me was an autographed book, but I'll take it. Yeah. But trust me. <laughs> I was definitely trying to get in on this, some uh, of that action. It was, it was, a, it's, man, it was, it was so fun. Like I said, cool. So what, what, what's going? Another one is is red trout. Man, I'm getting carried away here. Once I start talking about fishing, I get carried away, which is probably <laughs> why I should plug uh, the. Uh, LG Bass's show. I'm going to be on uh, uh, Wednesday, and I get a chance to just uh, um, spew my passion for fishing on that one. So I hate to, to, to unload on you. Um, I love it. Solely about you, but we'll see. Freddie's outdoor adventures, adding more 28 times. and so far and counting Mark. 
<laughs> See what I mean? There's that S jar going on. Where is Stan? He isn't in here. <laughs> oh, it's always a pleasure talking to you, Troy. I have to admit, I want to remind everybody out there to go check out his channel. It's shot really well. Um, I'm not going to go into details. Me and him have had talks about how to get that kind of footage and stuff. And it's, it's amazing that he does it with the, with the tools that's available to him. Uh, I bring that up again because I know, uh, Luke's been a part of a big, uh, franchise, um, uh, North called Northwoods Angling, where they shoot a lot of professional-looking stuff. And now with his new channel, Fish on Luke, he's really putting some good stuff together. He's definitely getting his uh, um, getting his bearings with all of that. Um, uh, go support all of, both of those channels, obviously. Uh, Luke, he was talking about the promised land for channel cats, and uh, you know what I noticed? He wasn't mentioning it, so maybe we're going to start keeping that on a download. We're getting kind of close to that day, but I'll definitely send you a message if you want to come up here this way. You're definitely going to be welcome for that trip. We're going to appreciate look forward it. Thank to you. It. So let's talk about some of your personal bests. People love personal bests. Yep. As far as uh, my PBs. Which one's most important? Which which one is nearest and dearest to your heart? Let's start. Uh, like I said, I, I stay pretty close to home. My PB, December 31st, uh, was it last year or year before last? Year before last, uh, was a flat, my flathead. So that was 40 pound flathead. It was 42 inches. Uh, that's been the best one that I put out of my local waters. Um, like I said, being so new into it, I don't have a lot of big PBs. Like I said, my biggest PBs as far as Creek Smallies was the 20 that I caught here uh, back for Carbuck. Let me stop you right there. A 20-inch smallmouth. Here, we're, we're considered to have a really good smallmouth fishery here on the Fox River. Uh-huh. Uh, they've cleaned it up a lot. They've put a lot of uh, a, a lot of the fishing clubs have put in. Um, I've worked really hard to improve the fishery. Mm-hmm. Um, we have seasons for them. Uh, things like that have definitely made a big difference. And a 20-incher here is the sought-after number. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of guys fish them up north, too, that 20 inches. They're really, really happy to catch them. So yeah. mega kudos on that one. I think the biggest smallie I've ever caught was literally 15 inches. So I would say, you know, and we've got, and like if I could fish Del Hollow, I would love to. I mean, there's big fish on Del Hollow. I, my cousin was fishing there uh, about a month ago, and uh, he's, he, Thought he's pretty certain it was a smaller that he had on, and it snapped him off on twelve pound mono, pretty easy. So he he figured it had to be a pretty big fish, and I see the fish he catches a lot. He catches some big ones there, but once again, I've got to get a four wheel drive truck. My truck's only two wheel drive, so I'm afraid to go on any of the boat ramps on Del Hollow or Center Hill because they're very steep. And I'm just always afraid if I lost traction that I'm going to go in, even though my boat's small. But, but so yeah, I, uh, that was that's a big one. I think just to get a 20 inch, you know, small out of a creek. I was just curious, was it doable? And I, like I said, and where I caught him, it just it, it blows my mind to think that that fish is at that length. You're talking almost a 10 year old smallmouth, and I, I'm kind of like. Does that fish just stay in that area? You know, did it grow up there and it doesn't migrate out? I don't know. When you're creek fishing, it's, you know, obviously the creeks go get, get, 
they they go up and down. Yeah. So I imagine that they'll get washed into other pools and stuff. And I imagine when you were talking to the biologist, when he mentioned 25 miles, I yeah. wonder if that's a one-way move or not. That's the first question that came to my head. But unless we had him on here, I don't, I don't think. I think I, from that. what he told me, I thought he said the farthest that it went was 25 miles. Okay. From, from where they tracked it. Now he said they even had one fish. Uh, they thought actually that the, fish had died they actually sent a diver down because the the smallie hadn't moved in almost six months and so they sent a diver down and when the diver went down he spooked the smallie he did yep so that smallie had stayed in that once had not moved for six months it stayed in the same area so um but it was it was interesting to get to talk to him i'm gonna we got another trout stocking coming up january 4th and i'm off that whole week and uh, I got he gave me his card, and I'm gonna go down and uh, go down early and pick his brain some more. He was he was a real nice guy to talk to. Cool, it's good. I need to make more connections with the local biologists and stuff. Yeah. Sometimes everybody's been telling me sometimes all it takes is a call, and and they're happy to talk your your ear yeah, off yeah. because they're stuck behind a desk. So yeah. I think I'm definitely gonna put that on my to do list for this spring, yeah. most yeah. definitely. Um, and and Chad over at Fields to Waters brings up that it is three B's birthday today. Happy birthday, my friend. Birthday. I want to make sure I say happy birthday to you. Uh, we appreciate you, and hopefully it's your best birthday yet. All right, so we got the flathead covered, and we got your smallmouth covered. Anything else you want to talk about? There, uh, As far as other PB, I mean, that's my other stuff. Not, I, I get, well, crappie, I guess my biggest crappie, I, got, I pulled it out of Center Hill. I didn't weigh it. I measured it. I'm not one to weigh fish. I don't like holding fish by their jaws. Um, I, I, uh, was reading an article about the damage that it does on their jaws. So I've just, I do not weigh anything by its mouth. Uh, but the largest, longest, uh, crappie that I caught out of center hill was right at 18 inches. So, uh, which that, that's a good size crappie for me, man, I'm a terrible crappie fisherman, but, uh, that would probably be as far as my most notable fish like i said i've got some other decent stuff but uh my blue cat's pretty small i think my biggest blue cat's 25 but nice you got me beat mine's a whole eight pounds but i don't fish for blue cats around here because we don't have them i keep yeah. saying that because yeah. i'm kind of ashamed of that number but yeah i'm grateful to have that one under my belt and stripe well stripe i'll say my my best stripe it was uh well let me see i've got a 42 inch musky and what was that stripe? Uh, it was close to 40, uh, which we've got some, we've got really big stripe here in some of our waters here. We, uh, we've got um, a lot of people come out of state to fish some of our local waters here for stripe. So if you're into that type of fishing. Yeah, striper, I mean, it depends on the waterway. I fished, uh, I grew up fishing I grew up fishing the Tippecanoe River. My parents had a little, I want to say a summer cottage, but it wasn't. It was pretty much a cement block shack with a roof and a fire pit outside. And it was my piece of heaven. I'm sorry we ever yeah. got rid of that, but we did because of flooding. And yeah. uh, they stocked that with wipers quite a bit. There were no monsters, but man, they were fun to catch on Rapala plugs and stuff. And yeah. 
it, it was always a good time. That was always fun. That's where I fell in love with channel cats on that river. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear there's flatheads there. They're not big ones, but they're further down in the lake. And I didn't really spend that much time away the river where that. See, that here, where our channels are small. We don't have big channels here. We don't have so. big channels. We got them up north here. I was happy this year on the Fox. I caught a ton of channels on the Fox this year, a ton of them on, on the lakes and stuff. But I had one day where I got a 10 pound and two 14s and 14 pounds is probably my it is my Fox River uh, record. I, and I tied it twice in one day. So wow. I was happy about that. So I had caught yeah. it before. So I got three of them on there. And yeah. then, you know, of course, the magic place up north, which shall not be named yes. anymore. If you haven't yeah. heard the name by now. Bad. I got a seven. I got a sixteen on an ice rod, and I got a seventeen pounder. I'm going after Brandon Cross's uh, twenty nine point seven. I think it was pounder Whew. next year. I want to get a thirty plus a couple ounces. Whew. Just some friendly competition. I adore you, Brandon. You're my brother, but <laughs> you know I got to I got to one up you this year. I might even go there two weeks early to chase them fish. Yeah, I'd be awesome. All right, Kelly had a question here. He says, "Question for Trey." Uh, yeah. Um. For for Trey, where and when did you catch your first Kentucky small? Oh, he's plugging. That was with Mr. Kelly. And yeah, I, of course it is. Kelly's good at plugging himself. His local waters. I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna give that creek away. That was a good creek. <laughs> Twisted fishing. His PB striper is only 15 pounds. I got a 12 pound wiper. All great <laughs> fish. All right, so we're we're over an hour, Trey. Yep. I really appreciate your time. I know. Are you you're East Coast time, right? Uh, I'm Central. Oh, you are central? Okay, yes. good. So I don't feel about keeping you past your bedtime. Yeah, you're all right. You're all right. But I thank you so much for being on here. If you are not subscribed to Fish on to, not yeah, Fish on Luke, go subscribe to Fish on yes. Luke. All one word, look it up, you'll find it. But if you're not subscribed to to Trey over at Fish Mac, make sure you check him out. You really you like, like his video. You, I'm sorry? If you like it. You gotta like it. I, I, I'm willing to say, hey, there's Brian B on there, the slight. Brian B got a big old 72 pounder. Congratulations again. Let me get back to this here. All right. If you're not subscribed to Fishback, go watch some videos, comment on his videos. I'm pretty darn sure. I'll almost guarantee it. I'll give you a money back guarantee since you're not paying me anything. (laughs) That you're going to like his channel. Give him a sub. Uh, do all the good things, ring the bell, hit the thumbs up. You like the way he shoots it. He's got a good personality, uh, very, very humorous channel. And, and, and he, you can definitely tell he loves what he does and he puts his work into it. Make sure, make sure you check out Jeremy Colvin's fishing. Let's get him back up to 1K after YouTube gave him the business and refused to monetize him. Let's get Fields to Waters back up to 1K after fishing with the Chad got the hose. So, uh, uh those are all the plugs I'm going to do live. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to make sure to include every single one of those links in the podcast please check the description after you uh, listen to the podcast and if you've made it this far on the podcast i need to beg you guys to do me a favor give me a five-star review on these podcasts um a couple of people don't like the fact that i shout you guys out in chat and it doesn't really matter to me because i adore you guys for being here so if you could do that favor for me on the podcast whether it's google or apple i would be eternally grateful and if you're still listening until now i'm pretty sure that you're enjoying yourself so uh god bless thank you again trey have a wonderful night everybody and uh we'll see you on thursday on panfish nation and we'll see you in the new year on the catfish and crappie podcast have a good one thanks for listening thanks for watching on youtube thanks for watching on twitch have a great one bye-bye guys have a good one